So do outer reminders. There's nothing wrong. It's a wonderful thing to have outer reminders of who we are. And to remind ourselves to pay attention. Pay attention to that subtle movement of spirit. Pay attention and ask the question. And that brings us back to our centeredness. Who am I right now? Am I in my emotions? Is that who I am? Am I in my mind? Am I in my body? Am I in my lust? Am I in my hunger? Who am I? It can be all of those things. But in truth, you want to be reminded that first and foremost, you are soul. And we've got to remind ourselves and remember ourselves back into that. This is a practice of remembering who we truly are. You have forgotten that you are a child of God. And it is time now to remember. Remember, remember, remember. The reason that God puts spiritual teachers in the world is to help you to remember. And they put in the spiritual teacher the remembering for you. So that the spiritual teacher, when they look at you, when they're with you, when they're sharing with you, they're not talking to your emotions. They're not talking to your mind. They're not talking to your body. They're talking to your soul. They're talking with your soul. They're listening to your soul. And they're sharing and beginning that conversation and that movement of loving, soul to soul, God to God. And they live in the world as a mirror, reflecting back to you all those things that stand between you and God. And reflecting back to you in truth who you really are. They show you your pure essence of soul. They live as a perfect reflection of your perfection. But when you look in the mirror to see your perfection, all you see is your imperfections. All you see reflected there is your ugliness. Those things that are distasteful to you. And so you might find at times that you look at myself or Brian and you get mad at us. You get irritated with us. You think we're judging you. You think we don't want to be with you. You think whatever you think about us that has to do really with what's going on inside of you that is separating you from the Lord inside. Those things that you've placed between you and God, you may find you will now place them between the reflection in the world of your divinity and you, your spiritual teacher and you, just as you've placed them inside yourself between you and God. If you find that you go into reaction with myself or Brian, you're in disturbance, you think we're judging you, you're fearing us, you don't want to look at us, whatever that might be, and that'll happen. I know that'll happen. That happened with me and my spiritual teacher. So I saw it, but I knew the game, thank God. And I kept looking, I kept talking, I kept writing. Come to us if you find that happening. Sit down with us and share with us. Boy, I hate you right now. You're just the meanest son of a bitch. I can't believe this. You know, you're judging me all the time. You don't want to talk to me. You do total separation. You seem to hate me. You don't want to ever call me or be with me. You're not a friend. 
Come and talk to us and let us begin to break that illusion that you're living in. Let us begin to break down those things that are separating you from the Lord so that we truly can begin to share with you the divinity that you are. When I see you, the first thing I see is the divine spark in you. And then if I'm not careful, I'll look down below that and then I'll see all this other stuff. So what I am ever reminding myself to do, both in my meditation for myself and in my relationships with you, and this is with everybody, not just with people that come to class or that are initiates or whatever. It's everybody in the world because this is for everybody. I have to tell myself, look up. Look up and find God within myself every day. Look up, look up, look up. And when I'm out in the world with people, it's look up, Jim. No, no, look up. What are you looking down there for? Look up. Look up and see the divinity. Look up and see the God in them. Look up and know the God in them so that you stay present in the God in you. That's the goal. That's the key that I've been given to do here. So that I am ever here silently, oh so silently, just being present with the divinity in you that one day you might wake up into that. And God is so patient. God knows that it may not be in this lifetime that all these souls out in the world are going to wake up into the divine knowing of themselves or even begin the journey to do that. But God is present in all and God is wanting everyone to wake up. And so God goes out in whatever form he can to just hold that vision for everyone, everyone. So when I'm checking out at the register, at the cash register, at the grocery store, I see the divinity in them. When I'm getting gasoline at the station and somebody pulls up and they're filling up, I see the divinity in them. When I'm out doing daily errands, picking up laundry or whatever, I see the divinity in them. I see the divine in all that I meet. And in that way, I'm ever reminding myself and remembering myself back in the divinity that I am by looking and seeing the divine in all. And it's all just right there. It's just a matter of where are we focused? Where are we living from? How are we approaching the next breath? So begin to find that divinity in yourself. Connect back into that, that subtle, wonderful place that is loving. And then see if you can begin to take that into your daily life. And when you're with somebody and all of a sudden you go into disturbance or disagreement and you just don't want to be with them, stop for a moment and say, no, wait a minute, look up. Look up and connect back into the divine in me. Look up and connect into the divine in them, for they are a divine spark of God. They are a child of God. They are my relative because we all came out of one and together we will return and one day we'll wake up and we know we never left there. So what game am I playing down here then? Why am I doing separation with myself? This is me. My soul and their soul are one in this essence of soul that is God. So why am I doing separation? Yeah, so what if they're Republican and I'm Democrat? 
Yeah, so what? If they practice faith in one way and I do it another. So what if they are against something that I'm for? So what? That's this world. It doesn't matter. The soul isn't interested in any of that. That's the realm of the mind and the ego. So what? I'm going to look to the divine in them. I'm going to love them. And it is for the spiritual teacher to definitely do that with the initiates and those who are intended initiates and the seekers. To hold it in a greater degree of loving for them. Because they are searching. They are beginning the journey. They are beginning to wake up. They are beginning to sense that movement of the divine in them. They are beginning to wake up. And then it's for the teacher just to continue doing whatever they can to wake them up. Now I have seen some spiritual teachers in the world <coughs> really go up and shake their disciples' cages. I haven't done that very often. Have I, Bill? <laughs> but once in a while, I might. If I really see you living in your ignorance, if I see you doing stupid things over and over and over and then complaining, why isn't it changing, Jim? Why does it still stay the same? Where is God? How do I get out of this stuff? Or whatever. I may just rattle the cage. Going, you want out? Well, you're looking at the wrong door. The door's over here. Not where you're looking. Turn around and go inside and get to the right door. And then you can get out of the cage. It may not be that kind of wording. And it may not feel like a lot of loving. It may feel to you as though I am angry. I am upset. I am attacking. I am making you wrong. But maybe that's where the action has to go. It's got to stir the waters of things that have become stagnant. Stir them up once again so that you begin to do things different. You begin to drink from the spiritual waters rather than the waters of the world. And so sometimes it's get your attention and get you to look to another place besides where you've been looking all this time in your stuckness. But trust me, when I rattle a cage, it's pretty simple, pretty quiet. It's not very painful. Uh, I, I don't believe. I've never had anybody truly, truly get totally in separation, totally upset with me when I have rattled a cage because they get the loving behind it. The loving is always there. And so if that ever happens, look to the loving. Be aware that the loving is there and that that's where it's really coming from. And that's really where it's focused to bring you into. But more than likely, you may never see that part of me. Never. I rarely, rarely, rarely have ever seen it in this lifetime. Only a few times. But in other spiritual teachers, I've seen it often. Because that's how they wake up their souls, that they are here to wake up. Their practice, their method, methodology, 
is to shake all the cages and all their disciples and to keep shaking them until they wake up. Okay, okay, I'll do it. Just stop. Stop right now. Don't shake the cage anymore. I'll do it. Just don't do this to me anymore. And sometimes that's how spiritual teachers do it. And that's fine too. A spiritual teacher is going to do it the way that they know to do it. By how it unfolds in them and how God directs them to do it. And so a certain flock for a certain teacher will have a certain methodology by which they are going to wake up. And that's why you will be drawn to one teacher and not another. If you want the subtle practice of loving and for the loving to wake up inside of you and bubble up and to fill you to overflowing and for all these things to just drop away, this is probably the place to be. But if you need your cage rattled daily so that you can find God that way, we can recommend you to some other people that are teachers that do rattle cages. And it works. But I just don't like rattling cages. Because sometimes the ones that's in the cage will bite. <laughs> but I don't like to bite. So I've learned other ways to do it. So if you find that you do feel that sense of separation with myself or with Brian or with both of us, come and talk to us. Come and share with us. Come and complain. That's just fine. <laughs> Especially with Brian. He loves complaining. <laughs> because then we can get down to the truth of what's really taking place. So that that which is the loving in each of us and it dwells with each of us and between us, can be present and alive and aware once again in that. That's what we are here to do with you, to be in that movement of loving. Sometimes the way we begin to experience the movement of the spiritual loving isn't inside so much a disease with the spiritual teacher. We begin to hear words with the spiritual teacher sharing that sparks in us a sense of worthiness, of value. It stirs the movement of loving inside of us so that we begin to move in that movement of loving with the teacher. And then we can take that movement of loving inside and begin to direct it up to our own soul and begin to wake up to our own soul. And so if you find that that's happening, let that be okay and move in that loving. That's a natural practice, a natural process that does take place. And there are places in the world where teachers, spiritual teachers, do ask you to hold your attention and your devotion upon the teacher first and wake up into the loving with that teacher. But it's not about the body, it's not about the person. But oftentimes the disciples think that that's what they're talking about. They're really talking about this, the teacher that is inside that body, the Holy Spirit that is residing as the living Word of God, that is there holding for them, knowing in them the divine essence. And it's for you to look 
to your spiritual teacher and find that in the spiritual teacher. Find the Holy Spirit. Find those living words. Find that essence and connect into that. And as you do that, you will connect into that essence within yourself. So in reading materials where it seems as though they're talking about guru worship, they're not. The spiritual teacher does not want your worship or your loving at all. But they do know that by focusing your attention and your loving with the spiritual teacher, you're going to connect into the teacher that is present in that body as the living word, the Holy Spirit. And that will begin your journey. That will begin your practice. That will begin the process. And then you go inside and you find the spiritual teacher inside. That's why we ask you to look and see the purple and the blue inside. Or to look and see Brian and myself inside. Because that is where you will connect into that first action of awakening to the divine soul of loving that you are. Ultimately, you're going to find that that which is the purple, that which is the blue, that which is Brian, that which is me, is really you. Is really you, the soul. But oftentimes, we will not look at our true self fully because we feel so unworthy of the love that is there, the truth that is there, the divine that we are. We feel unworthy. We feel it's not believable. It can't be. So we look elsewhere first. We look into the purple light. We look into the blue light. We look into the white light. We look into the face of Jim. We look into the face of Brian. We look into those faces, that essence, that energy, and begin to connect into the loving that is there, whatever that be, the blue, the purple, the white, Jim, or Brian. And ultimately, that will transform into the knowing of your own soul. That's what the spiritual teacher does. The spiritual teacher has a contract with you. And that contract has nothing to do with this world. It's about waking you up into the divine knowing that you are soul, that you are a child of God. And that contract is one in which the spiritual teacher is going to walk with you inside through all these things that have to be confronted, have to be faced, will walk with you on the outer and assist you in the process of you walking through the outer forms and handling them, giving you some tools by which to do that possibly until finally that journey takes you right up into the realm of soul. And then the teacher walks you in to that place where your soul resides, brings you face to face with your own divinity, and pushes you into it. <laughs> well, not always, but sometimes you actually have to push them into the soul of themselves because they still are resistant to their own divine loving. But usually they just walk into it, they merge into it, they become one. And then they know they are divine. Then they know they are the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord. Then they know they are a child of God. They are soul. They aren't this body. That's when they know it. That's what we as spiritual teachers are here to do with you, for you.
to assist you in that action. Then the contract is complete. Once you are in soul, the contract really is complete between you and the spiritual teacher. But the connection with the spiritual teacher still remains because the spiritual teacher is ever assisting you to clear the karmas that still exist in this creation. Remember, you can merge into your own soul and wake up into your own soul and the next breath die and wake up fully in your soul, in the soul realm, no longer having a physical body or a physical connection to this creation, and you are soul aware. Wow, that's great. I've done it. Well, you've done it, but you haven't completed the journey. Because the things of this creation that are your karmas, your unlearned lessons, can still call you back from the soul realm, especially in the lower soul realm. And you can begin to just sink back down into this creation once again and getting caught back up in it. That's what the story of the storm on the Sea of Galilee was about when all the apostles were in the boat and the storm came up and they feared for their lives and Jesus began to walk upon the waters towards them, calming the storm. And as, they approached the, as he approached the boat, everything became quiet. And then Jesus called out to Peter and said, Come, come. And Jesus, Peter stepped out of the boat, began to walk on the water. And he walked for a while, and then he began to slowly sink, sink, sink into the water. And Jesus grabbed his hand and pulled him back up and put him in the boat and said, Oh, ye of little faith. What he was demonstrating in that story was just because you're on the surface of the water doesn't mean now you are liberated. Just because you have risen just above this physical creation in the realm of soul doesn't mean that this world can't draw you back down, can't pull you back down, that you can't sink back down into it. The key is, is to wake up into soul and know that you are soul and then as living soul, as living loving, continue in your daily journeys in this world to take responsibility for all your actions and for all of your reactions in this lifetime and in others and love them and bring them into balance. Forgive them and bring them into balance. Bring everything into neutrality. And at the same time, every day sit in meditation. Wake up and know that you are divine, that you are soul. And then let that soul continue the journey on that river of loving, going higher and higher through the realms of soul and into the realm of spirit. And going higher and higher in the realm of spirit. So that in that day that you do take the last breath and leave this physical body, this world can't call you back. That's soul liberation. The soul truly is then liberated. But the soul is liberated because it has risen above the realm of soul. The soul has liberated itself from even that realm. And it is now living in the spiritual essence that is God in its fullness, in the spiritual realms. And then the journey is just continuing on. So even when the spiritual teacher unites you, brings you back into your own soul essence, 
and you wake up to the knowing of that, in a sense, the contract is complete at one level. But it still continues because the spiritual teacher is still working with you. It's still working with you on these levels and in the realm of soul to help you to continue clearing whatever karmas might still call you back. And clear those karmas that are still attracting you from going higher so that you can go through the realm of soul and into the realm of spirit and anchor yourself there and live there fully so that when that day comes that you leave, that's your new home. Not the soul and not this creation. And so truly the spiritual teacher's responsibility isn't just to get you to the soul, to the greener pastures, but it's also to bring you into that knowing of God. Bringing you into that. But once you've gotten to the realm of soul, something very wonderful happens. You begin to realize who you really are as soul, as divine. And the relationship between you and God becomes so much more real than it was before that moment. And the relationship then is between you and God even more directly than ever before. And it's truly about moving in that loving, merging into that loving, living in that loving that is between you and God directly. And the teacher is present just to remind you, meditate, go within, do the names of God, wake up, wake up, wake up. And to begin to answer questions about the inner journey beyond the soul and what that's like. Just as the teacher is answering questions about this creation, about these karmas, or about the inner journey up to soul. So be aware that Brian and I are busy both inward and outward, day and night. Even though we may not call you and say, oh, let's go have dinner, let's get together, let's do whatever, you are with us in every moment of every day. And you really are. God's love for you is so bountiful, is so abundant, is so ever-present in every moment of every day of my life. And you dwell within me every moment of every day. You are there. There's not a day where all, all the disciples, all the initiates, don't go by me. They come present. They live in the loving in me because I love them so much. Even those that I don't know physically yet, they are there. The loving is there for them, with them, in them, in me. And we are one in that loving. That's what we are doing, is holding you in that loving. So even... If you don't see us, you don't hear from us, you don't come to class, know that that's taking place. Know that. And even if you were to walk away in anger and frustration because the meditations aren't working, I'm not getting any results from this, my world is just as bad and crappy as it was before I met you. So I'm going to go back to the church in hope and faith and trust. You will still be in me you will still live and dwell in that loving 
that is God in me, that is God in you. You can't separate that. You can't walk away from that. It's God loving God. You can't stop that action. No matter how hard you try, no matter how hard you try to make God mad at you or deny God or say God doesn't exist, God's loving for you still is present and in action. I know that. I see that. I feel that all day long. And sometimes I will pick up the phone and call somebody because God is so present with them in that moment. There's something to just be present with them in the physical. But that doesn't happen often. But if it does, it's a joyful moment. But God is present with you all the time. And I get to live the joy of the knowing of that. And one day, I know that you will know that joy too. I know that. I live that for you, that you might live it for yourself. I remember it, and I remember you into God every moment of every day. That one day you will wake up into that moment where I'm remembering you into God, and you go, oh, thank you. Now I know who I am. Thank you for remembering me into it. And when that day comes, you will understand that statement so much more than you might right now. It's a wonderful dream to place your hope, your trust, and your faith in. But one day, you won't stand on that foundation anymore. You will stand on the experience. And you will stand in the loving. And I will stand in the rejoicement with you. And that's a wonderful day. To truly stand together in oneness and in the knowing of that oneness together in that moment. And know that that eternal moment will never cease with you now. You may forget it for a moment. You may get distracted by things in the moment. But now you know who you really are. And now you know how to get there. And you will get there more and more every day after that experience. You will remember yourself back into God. You will remind yourself of who you truly are. You are a child of God. It's, it's interesting. One day, I was with a, a group of people that were having a family reunion, and they were all talking and, and about who they were and how they were related to each other and all of this. And somebody looked at me and said, so who are you in our family? Well, I wasn't a part of their physical family. And so I couldn't say, well, I'm the son of your uncle and, you know, their aunt and whatever. I said, well, I'm connected to you spiritually, not physically, to this one person. And they looked at me and they said, so what kind of relationship is that? <laughs> and then I realized I had nowhere to go with that. <laughs> and I said, I'm not a relative of yours, but I'm here with, a, with one of your relatives who invited me here. And then why I said that to them, I have no idea, but I'm sure I was stirring the waters. <laughs> Maybe I was shaking their cage. I'm sure I gave them something to think about later on. You know, that, that sometimes you hear somebody say something, and you go, excuse me, what was that? because you didn't hear exactly what they said. It was kind of that a moment, that kind of a moment. So, 
That's pretty much it for me. Do you have anything to share? <laughs> I quite often get sometimes information like a title or a table of contents. And in meditation time, before we started, I just saw really clearly a, a title, if you will, of understanding God's loving is through one's own personal experience. And everything I heard Jim talk about tonight, I, I, I feel like I could just talk so much about each of the different topics, if you will, because to me there's a whole table of contents, so to speak, with so many things that were touched upon. And, you know, the key thing I always try to remind people is truly for you to really understand God's loving truly is through your own experience. And that's the key principle that I hope to always get across or in Jim's sharings that you really get as well, is that the words are wonderful, the words help bring the clarity, the direction, that alignment, but it's truly through our experience that we have that great understanding. And that's the true inner knowing, that's the conscious knowing of all this information that you hear presented in the classes comes out of that beingness, out of that place of conscious knowing through our own experience. And so by sharing that information on that beingness of experience, it awakens to your experience. And that's a lot of the effect of the mirror that Jim was talking of with the spiritual teacher and the disciple. He also talked about reflecting back those things that may disturb us inside to rattle the cage. But that's only to help shake loose those things that are of this world that hold us in bondage. Because as those things are shaken loose is how we can begin to really wake up and truly have that inner experience of all these wonderful things inside that you hear us talk about. So always keep in mind, go for the experience. That's what it's about. In hearing the words, go for that experience of the loving that is behind the words. Let the words be the roadmap, but let your experience be the destination. And through that, you're going to wake up so that you have the understanding of the truth of all that we share here. And many of you have, and some of you have not, but there's always more. So don't worry about where you're at in the journey, how much you've experienced or how little you've experienced. There's always more to expand, to experience, to come into yet a greater understanding. So always keep moving forward. And a lot of that shaking and rattling of the cage, there really is a very direct, personal, contract, connection, whatever you want to call it, that when you agree to take initiation with any spiritual teacher, whether it's Jim and I or anybody else out there, there really is a very direct connection and contract. It is a, it, I don't know of any more personal relationship you could ever have. And I don't know if you've been aware, but the last several weeks, the sharings have been much more direct, much more personal. Jim even said, Rarely do you ever see him rattle the cage. Well, I think the other week he did that. <laughs> so you're really getting to see that greater experience, the greater rattling. But really know that rattling really is about shaking free all those things that hold you in the world. Because that's the only way that you're going to wake up and know the greater truth of the divine. You've got to let go of those other things. Sometimes we don't even know that they're holding us or that we're holding on to them. And so sometimes when the cage is rattled, it brings our awareness awake to like, oh my gosh, something 
I was holding on to or it was holding on to me. And now in my awareness of that rattling, I can begin to love it, accept it, and forgive it so that I can be free of it. Because as you're free of it, then you can move into those higher realms of spirit, into that greater experience of God's loving. And that's where the true understanding comes from, is your experience. So be willing to have your cage rattled. Don't necessarily come to us trying for us to rattle your cage, unless you'd prefer it that way. Rat rattle your own cage. If you're really doing your meditation and devotion and loving, spirit will bring come forward. I've had people tell me more than once that sometimes they have a hard time chanting the names of God because as that purple light shows up, as that loving shows up, the power of the name, it gets too intense for them and they can't keep meditating. They've got to stop. That's the rattling of the cage. That purple light of the Holy Spirit is that light of transformation that is coming in to transform, to release those things that hold us in bondage. That's why it gets intense sometimes in meditation. So if you've had that experience, know that that's really God's grace. Sometimes it just is more intense. Other times it's very gentle and loving and peaceful. So don't think when it's not gentle, loving, and peaceful that truly that God's loving and grace is not taking place within you. Because it is. If you are sitting down in meditation with your focus and devotion on loving God, God's going to support you in that. So don't look at the times of intensity or challenge as really not of spirit. Spirit is there supporting you to get through all those things. Because truly the only challenge is all these energies in this world. Those have got to be shaken free. That's the key word, shaken free. It's the freedom through the shaking that takes place. That is God's grace. So be willing to be shaken. Be willing to let go and be free of those things that hold you in that cage. Because truly that name of God is the key that opens the cage. And it's only ourselves that we've placed there. But we've also been given the key now to open that. So just be aware of that. To me it's been really enjoyable these last few weeks to hear the directness and the shaking. And it's, it's, it's really nice for me because I've known this greater truth, but I noticed in the classes up until these last few weeks, we've been a little bit more general or gentle and loving. And it's just been more direct in that way. And we've also seen so many people inspired and moved because of that directness. And when I see that, then I know it's really serving the soul. Because that enthusiasm does not come forward unless that movement of spirit has taken place. And so that's a real joy to me. I hope you're enjoying the directness. I certainly am. And if you're not, like Jim said, we are open if you want to talk. Because sometimes we need to talk. Sometimes we need to somehow move the energy so that we can get free of those things that are holding us in that place of separation. That part where we are not experiencing the oneness that joy, that connection with one another. And that's what we're here to do in this world. That's why there's a physical spiritual teacher. That's why there's this physical relationship. Because there is this part of us that is in this world that needs to yet be stirred awake. So be open and willing to participate. Jim and I can just share. We can invite. We can open the door. But you've also got to do your part. You've got to take action. You've got to walk through that door. 
you've got to be willing to go through the shaking. And that's where the trust and faith and hope comes in, that through the shaking, you're going to get to that greater place of freedom. That's where you really do get tested, so to speak. But it's only by taking action and willing to walk through the door, to walk through the shaking, that you really wake up and discover the greater truth. I know a lot of the reason why Jim was sharing some of these things tonight, because we've been hearing from people how they've been discouraged or stuck because they have not been willing to go through the shaking. And so we've been sharing more directly. We know it's been causing some shaking, but it's been very purposeful and very intentful so that people can move through their own stagnation. If you're not willing to do it for yourself, that's how God helps you. God will create it in the universe around you to assist you to keep moving forward in the process of your soul awakening. So don't look at it as you're the victim. Look at it as this is your opportunity and God supporting you by shaking you, by saying, hey, my child, wake up, move forward. You're stagnant. Move forward. And in that movement, you'll awaken and know the truth of your oneness with me. So move forward. And that's how you're going to know the truth of your oneness with God. So thank you all. And I guess we'll see you next week. And do pick up the information about the, the classes, both the abundance class with Bill and 